This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Getting, Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's like the buff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. This is where the buff dudes are right here. Right here. From Teoscar to Jerry. Oh, by the way, you know who has legs for days? Harry Ford. Oh, yeah. You like that? Yeah. That's up your alley. Uh, Yeah. He ran right by the net yesterday, and Maura looked at me, and I I didn't even, at that point, I had exhausted most of my stuff. Right. But I was like, yeah, that guy can squat. Yeah. Brock, do you remember you said one hour ago? I know. I I came in hot yesterday. I'm not as hot today. I'm not as hot today. Brock's comment to Mora actually yesterday is my favorite thing that happened. Of everything that I heard yesterday, after Mora had a little Freudian slip up at the end of the show and claimed claimed that we had received a text from the 206. We go go to get into our cars, and Justin's like, that's all right, I'll go with Salk. And Mora's like, okay, I'll go with Brock. And Brock's like, that's fine, as long as you're not trying to dirty talk me in the car. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. That was the funniest thing I heard yesterday by, like, a large margin. Your potty mouth. Really, with, really made with, me laugh. Stop at the potty mouth. So Bur- right. David, did you cut, make that cut of the 206? I hope so. Uh, yes, I'm making it, important. actually, as we speak. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know it made it. Brock uncomfortable yesterday. Now, this isn't going to be like a few years ago when you accidentally cursed down here, is it? No. Uh-uh. Years ago, the only time in my life I've ever heard Brock curse. We were down here. And Brock dropped a little curse word. First word starts with a B. Oh. Second word starts mm. with uh, the letter between R and T. Okay? okay. You're familiar? Yep. He dropped that accidentally with me and Kyle. Yep. We were like, what in the world just Whoa. happened? Do you know what he did the next day? He apologized. He went to church. Twice. <laughs> Morning and night repent. to atone and repent for his hideous sins. So what do you have for me? Let's what do go. I have for yeah, you? What you got? You got Actually, your, I got a whole got bunch of readers. I got, got a whole bunch. Of, yeah, got? I forgot my charger today. So I got all my stuff on my phone. Oh, great. All right. Let, let's start. Brock, you complained yesterday that we didn't talk enough Julio, that Julio is the reason, you know, everything is as exciting as it is. By the way, that's mostly true. And I thought about your comment yesterday about, hey, at the end of this year, is Julio going to be everything? We're talking about this and that. Yes. But I felt like in, I, I was thinking about it late, later last night. I don't want to. I don't want to leave out the pitching. Mm-hmm. Why are the Mariners really good? It's not because of Julio. As much as I love him, and as much as he's the best player here, and the reason for excitement, etc. Why are the Mariners really good? Pitching, pitching, and pitching. Yep. They've got an excellent starting pitching rotation with four guys you are one hundred percent confident in, and two other guys who are legit battling for that last spot, and a bullpen that looks like it could be filthy. So I just want to. I just, I don't know, I was, it was bothering me last night that I hadn't said that. So, okay. Julio, he's precious. He really is. And I love that he wants to jump into the, into the wall. I, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean that he's precious cargo. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, he's really, really important. And I'm all in on him diving. I don't need him to do the Ichiro thing where it's like, hey, I got to protect my body. I get it. And he said yesterday he's going to continue to slide hand, you know, head first mm-hmm. into bases, and he's not worried about it at all with his thumb and his fingers. Okay, I'll be worried about it because that's how how I am. But in spring training, 
maybe let's avoid the unnecessary leaps into walls, hands into bases, <laughs> etc. Let's just, you know, get to the regular he also season. Talked about that though, and he said he can't. He said he doesn't know how to, that he doesn't know how to dial it back. That you always have to. I know. Have play to the game the right way. I know. I know. I <laughs> know. But now he's here, and I think some of it, and and I don't know, maybe I'm being an idiot because obviously, like, that's what makes him Julio. But when he, we were all there. He crashed into the wall. He took a moment to collect himself. We saw him stretching afterwards in center field. Tell me the first month of the season didn't flash before your eyes, remembering that the guy had back issues last year. The whole stadium got so quiet. It was dead quiet. And we were right next to the skip and the staff. And where were their eyes? Locked in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like mine on on that hot air balloon an hour ago. Just immediately, like, (laughs) locked in. Like, okay, get up. All right, let's go. Walk it off. Okay, he seems to be okay. And, And by the way, the question to Julio yesterday, it wasn't just to you or it wasn't an indictment on you. It was just kind of a self-editing, just a remembrance. Like, whoa, hold on a second. Why are we not, like, if, if we talk about Russell with the Seahawks and we talk about stars in basketball and we talk about stars in, in all these sports, and he's the star. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, the pitching, pitching, pitching. That, that's how they're going to win games. That's how they're going to sustain. That's how they're going to get back to yeah, playoffs. Yeah, Julio's the conversation piece, and he's the, he's the thing that brings people in. But... Pitching is still why they're going to get to where they go. Yes. Right? So anyway, I, 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 I but if Julio were at the combine this week in the NFL, oh. you know what he does? He checks that box and he <laughs> checks that box and he checks that box. And what? yesterday, when we go and watch, guess what? First at bat, what does he do? He just hits a beautiful line drive right up the middle. They got a bunch of dudes who check a lot of boxes. Seriously, mm-hmm. I mean, you go to the combine. Jared Kelnick is going to win the day, yep. right? I mean, like, they, and he's going to join us. By the way, coming up in about twenty-five minutes. Looking forward to talking to him and just, you know, I, I loved our chat last year. A couple times that we t- sat down with him. I think he's a bright, thoughtful kid, and I'm looking forward to to talking to him about it. Let me give you the positive thing about Julio. So yes, you know, I, I mentioned I I could probably live without the dives into the wall and stuff in spring training. Yeah. That's how I'm wired. Day two, Sorry, three. I, I'm the guy who doesn't want, you know, NFL players running back kicks, especially in, in preseason games. I'm just wired. Guy. To be, I am. I'm guy. nervous. Yep. Nervous Nelly. Uh-huh. I'm very conservative. Yes. Yeah. Well, we said that about you. Yeah, I, I know. Uh-huh. And you, Brock, so progressive that you're yep. willing to let these guys go out there and run around. I could find my own way to the seat. Yes. Yep. <laughs> well, that's okay. okay. Didn't really. You needed help from Justin Anywho, Usher. Next. But whatever. So... Yesterday, our conversation with Julio about Julio was, how does he handle success? How is he going to handle making money, all of the demands on his time, everybody who wants something from him? Mm -hmm. I'm sure some headiness that comes with that of, hey, maybe I don't need to work as hard. Maybe I can do this. There's a lot of stuff coming at him all of a sudden. The fact that he goes running into a wall in a spring training game, as much as I don't care for it because it freaks me out, it does show you that regardless of whatever else might be coming his way, he's all in, man. True. He oh. can't play the game any other way other than to try to be as, as involved as he possibly can. Yeah, I mean, that guy with the sweet swing and the statue outside the building that sits on this uh, on this big painting here right, right above us, uh, being Ken Griffey Jr., I mean, he had that kid-like joy, and it didn't disappear when he was 19 or 20 or 21 or 22 or 25. Like, I mean, that entire decade that, that he played before his body started to break down, eventually gets traded, but he just had a, a childlike joy mm-hmm. to play, and that's what I hope doesn't go away. Well, so far, it's not. Uh, no, nope, nope. 
But, but you know, I mean, time is going to tell as far as just handling. I said that yesterday. And this is, not, again, not an indictment or a worry or chicken little. It's just the reality that until the world comes at you and you start to process and handle and all this attention and all this expectation, as you said, everybody wanting a piece of you, you've got to handle that. You've got to manage it, and you've got to have good people around you. If we've learned anything through the Russell Wilson story, man, you better have good people around you that are willing to spit truth right in your face, yep. hold you accountable. When I dropped a swear word and Kyle and Salk <laughs> held me accountable a couple years ago. I wouldn't say that's true. We actually didn't care at all. We <laughs> yes. were, in fact, kind of happy. It, it kind of humanized you a well, little bit for a few I minutes. I felt a level of remorsefulness. Ah, yeah, we, we re- were not. That was not because of us. Repentfulness. That's that, your own guilt uh, <laughs> just coming right through. We have very little to do with that. Oh, Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy, oh, easy, what was that? Easy. Say that again, Let me David. Hear that again. I'm sorry. Hello, David. Whoa, 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 whoa. There it was. Brock was talking over it, so he had to make of course, it kind of he long. Always yeah, that's not I thought spell. we were friends, David. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to get rid of that. Yeah. Justin, and I still got to tell you, I know you're going to get mad at me for this hot take here. Didn't even notice the bases. And I looked at them. Okay. They don't look any different gonna, to me from I'm where gonna, I'm sitting. I'm going to find a and, guy to and, bring you one of the old ones and one of the new I'm ones. I'm sure right in front of me they would look different. And before you start giving me grief about my eyesight, <laughs> my distance vision is just fine. Right. It yes. is only the stuff right yeah. in front of my face I'm that I can't see. Finger well, face. you guys have been giving me grief for being a grandpa for the last uh, hour and a half. Well, for God's sakes. I called you grandpa for your drink order. <laughs> All right. You know what? Spring training brought you. We got need to know. Our spring training here, all of our coverage is brought to you by Alaska Airlines and Kitsap Credit Union. We'll give you everything you need to know. And then Jared Kelnick will sit down at our table for an important conversation. It's coming up. Don't go anywhere. It's Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, salesports.com. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. All right, let's try not to freak out about the Mariners getting their butts whooped yesterday. 10-1, to 1, it wasn't a lot of fun, but they didn't exactly bring their A-team over to Glendale, and the White Sox kind of did. So those things are going to happen. The good news, Chris Flexen, very sharp in his two innings. Look, he's in a weird spot. Is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be a reliever? Can he turn himself into more of a higher leverage reliever? Or are they going to trade him? So far, there hasn't been much of a market for him. So he's in a weird spot. What he can do is focus on himself, control what he can control. And I thought he did a good job yesterday of of pitching very well in his two innings. So that's good news. Also great to see Evan White, a guy that has been all but forgotten because it's been a couple years now that he's dealt with injuries. He reminded everybody why the team used to be so high on him. Six pitch swung out and a high fly ball deep to left field. Going back, Benintendi to the warning track, looking up and goodbye baseball. Into the bullpen and straight away left field, the Mariners bullpen, Evan White with his first home run of the spring. Skies it out of here to straightaway left field and the Mariners have a one nothing lead over the White Sox. That was good news. Unfortunately, that was the only run they scored, even worse. Julio jumped for a fly ball at the wall. He hit it pretty hard. He stayed in the game. He finished that inning, and then he left. He had been stretching a little bit. Thankfully, after the game, he said he just got the wind knocked out of him, and hopefully that was it. I did talk to him this yeah. morning. For whatever it's worth, he said he was feeling fine. Well, we have an exclusive breaking news this morning, and he said he was good. Yeah. Really good. Good, really good. Really good, really good. So we'll see whether or not he's in the lineup today. Probably not, as we'll be here watching Luis Castillo. Uh, a chance to watch him get his work in. A guy that typically builds up in spring training. 
Yeah, when it comes to Evan White, you walk through these doors and you are reminded, oh, that's right, he did win a gold glove. <laughs> and that and, was. And they did pay him before he even made his debut. Yes, he did. So add him to the Jared Kilnick, add him to these just young, talented players that, man, if they can take a step. He looks like bigger. He looks strong. Did you see that? Yeah. They, I mean, I remember him as thinking, like, ah, he's kind of thin. Kind of wiry strong. Yeah, like, now I wonder he's... if he's going to have enough power in the big leagues yeah. for, to play first base. He filled out. He got a little man strength to him, huh? Uh, yeah, and that would be a good thing to, to continue to add a little competition into one of those corner positions. And as you said, a guy that they believed in, a guy that they paid, and hopefully, and, and you feel it. He's one of those guys you sense around here that guys root for, staff roots for. Not because, just because they paid him, but because he does all the right things. And now hopefully you can get that back going. Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, we're now one week away from the deadline for NFL teams, the franchise players. For the Seahawks, what does that mean? It's a conversation really only about Geno Smith. Are they willing to use it? The upside, they could then trade him, right? They could get something back, and if he ends up going somewhere else. The risk, though, $32.5 million for one year. You can't spread out that cap hit, and that would be massive and really, really hurt their opportunity to go out and spend money in free agency this offseason. So that hit would be reduced on a longer-term deal. It's like a cat and mouse game yep. back and forth, right? Yep. Everyone trying to figure out where the leverage is. What Gino needs for more leverage, honestly, is a market for services. And we haven't heard much of it. I mean, we haven't heard his name connected anywhere. Bert Breer dropped him yesterday as a possibility for the Jets, but that's a really the first time I've seen his name linked just about anywhere. Yeah, and unlike the Cowboys who franchise early and often in just about every single year, that has not been a tool the Seahawks have had to use much. Over, over the years, Frank Clark, I believe. Frank Clark and, and Olindo Mare, that's just about it. You know, they just don't have to. Did a franchise Hauschka one year? They may, Yeah, I think they may have. And again, this, I, I think more than anything, buys you time. It buys, you know, both sides maybe a little bit of leverage as well. And for Gino, who in his 10-year career has made some 17 million bucks, to think of the thought of 32 million guaranteed. It's not the long-term deal he wants, but it's a lot of cheese, and it does continue to extend that clock at the game of chicken. Here's the third thing you need to know. Now, lots of little stories kind of buzzing around the NFL this morning. Deron Payne, who we've spent some time talking about, is maybe being a possibility in free agency. Big defensive tackle from the Commanders. He was franchise tagged, so first probably going to be out right now. Marcus Mariota was released from the Atlanta Falcons, who have a tremendous amount of cap space and are certainly in the hunt for a quarterback. Adam Schefter says the Bears have been approached by multiple teams. They're leaning towards trading the number one pick, which probably makes sense. And the commanders, in a shocking move, have released Carson Wentz, who is not good at playing quarterback. Yeah, it's remarkable. Uh, Mora was reading during the break a, a tweet by Albert Breer, I believe, of all of the current signed quarterbacks with the, within the NFC South. And uh, yeah, it leaves a lot to be desired. There's there's not a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, a starting quarterback uh, right now really under contract. And Jameis Winston also expected to be released uh, from New Orleans. So uh, that entire division is looking for quarterbacks. Uh, there are a lot of them that are going to be on the street. You're going to see more names like Wentz and Mariota added to it. Uh, the combine gets going this week. You're going to start to hear those young rookies' names. And where does Geno fit in all of that? I mean, that's the question. It's the one that we get down here from even Mariner fans and Mariner brass. Is, you know, what's the situation there? How's that all going to get figured out? 
Yeah, as I said earlier, I think only time is going to tell as this continues to play out in the old leverage game. All right, there you go. That is everything you need to know, and we do that quarter past every hour, even as we hang out here in the bright sunshine. I know. I'm sorry. I heard there was more snow overnight, and Heather was telling me about the snow yesterday. I am. I'm sorry, but I got to tell you, it's really nice here. (laughs) It's bright blue sky, not a cloud. It's warming up. It's going to be in the mid-60s today. It is absolutely gorgeous down here. And right next to us, uh, defensive infield wizard, yeah, fielding guru, Perry Hill, is working with Keon Wong. That's Colton's brother, who's uh, signed as a minor league free agent. And I just chatting with him a little bit. It's so interesting what he does, right? It's all about the feet. Yep. Everything he coaches is about the feet. Yeah. And yeah, you use your arm and you use your glove and all those things are important, but all he's doing is coaching mm-hmm. footwork, mm-hmm. which Brock, I would imagine is not that dissimilar nope. from what a lot of quarterback coaches do. That's uh, the exact same thing. It's not too dissimilar from talking to these pitching coaches as well in the difference, you know, 20 years ago where it was a lot more about the arm and the wind up mm-hmm. and this whole process. And now as Brash said to us last hour, Hey man, it's about explosion and speed down that mound. And and you watch these guys. It is about that power from the ground up. It is why they have plates in there that measure that force from the ground up. They're not measuring, oh, let me see how quickly you can whip your arm or at what angle right. you whip it. Everybody's throwing is, you know, a little bit different and their slots a little bit different, but that power from the ground up. It is bigger than ever, not only in the fundamentals of fielding, which we're well, watching. And, he, and he's making minute changes to where their feet are right. at any given point. Most of the work happens before you actually even touch the ball with your glove. It's pretty darn cool. He Justin, you got to get over there and watch that. He does a really good job of breaking it down on his Twitter account, yeah. too. He'll play videos and kind of show the tapes of what cool. he's seeing. As a former as infielder, infielder you got to get over there and just watch this thing. This is right up And look at alley. him still bend. I, I mean, the old-timer can bend down there. It's well done. All right. Great man. Coming up next, we've been talking about this for a few days, and uh, Jared Kelnick is going to join us. I'm looking forward to it. He, uh, what? Brock, it's just getting so extra. He's got great bands. Stop. Great bounce. Stop looking at like Perry Hill. Brady like that. Stop man. looking at Perry Hill like that. No, I'm Jared Kelnick will legs. join us next. Dude fired off a cannon shot Flexible. from his left arm in right field yesterday. He had two home runs the day before, and we'll talk about his mental state, where he's at next. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Well, we roll on here from spring training, and uh, just great to be outside at the Mariners facility and see what's working, what everyone's doing here. You got Perry Hill working right behind us, so you may hear a ball smashing against a cement wall over and over again. You got guys working out to our left. You got some pitchers and catchers. You heard some catch framing going on, or catcher glove framing a little bit behind Mm. us. Uh, I did see the traject machine Mm. today, not in action. But it's funny, we've been talking all about this machine and the way it mimics every major league pitcher. When you see it, it's very unimpressive looking before it's on. Yeah. It's just a black box with a hole in the middle of I it. Was, I was trying to tell my father-in-law, former collegiate pitcher, Larry Hills, I was trying to tell him about this machine. Yeah. I think I've told you, you know, one of the great failures in Larry's life was not investing in drugs. Like a college friend, roommate, uh, classmate at the University of Oregon. It's like, yeah, I came up with this invention. What, what do you think? Do you want to help me invest in it? Mm. And, you know, it's a pitching machine. And Larry's like, nah, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, good. Yeah. So uh, that, that would have been, I think, something looking back he would have liked to have done. So, so as I was trying to explain this pitching machine that now, 
you know, replicates any pitcher, velocity, any pitcher. It's just, you can't, it's like the Jetsons. Right. That honestly reminded me of the, like, you know, with the Jetsons, when you reach into the fridge and they just make something, it's just a little hole where this ball comes out, but it spins at you in a way that Justin Verlander's ball comes at you, Matt Brash's ball comes at you, Munoz's ball, whoever you want in this league. Pretty unique. To think that technology is sitting there right behind that little black box is pretty remarkable. Yeah, I mean, it just looks like, honestly, like a plywood black box with a hole in it. Yep. And I'm sure that, you know, the reason it is so uh, covered is – it, it, there's a lot of technology in there that a you don't want it to get hit by a baseball if you know somebody actually hits one back up the box yep. and b you don't want everybody to see it yep. right I mean uh, it's probably very proprietary and so I don't know that's uh, one of the things that we've been uh, looking for here and one of the neat new stories of uh, of spring training this year and we'll talk to Scott Service about it at nine o'clock this morning Jerry Depoto of course is going to join us on Thursday uh, it sounds like Julio Rodriguez is going to join us on Thursday as well nice. uh, I'm hoping we're going to tape that tomorrow after the show so we may even have some little preview sound to give you guys before we play julio on uh, on thursday which should make for a pretty cool day so that's kind of what's to come we are waiting on jared kelnick who was uh, supposed to be here uh, a few minutes ago and uh, hopefully uh on his way now i mean i'm gonna give you one more shot okay this is, this is <laughs> what do you mean me yeah i'm gonna give you one more why it's just me it's on you what do you mean it's on me well, i'm worried about you in right, so I'll many ways now we have not spent time together you know like like this in, in a while not only can you not find your seat yesterday poor Shannon has to walk out the hallway and say, oh, whose keys are these? You're Hold just up. leaving. Your, she stole my keys. You're leaving your keys all over the facility. I can't. You're going to be like Grandpa Mike yelling at Peg. Peg, where's my keys? Where's my glasses? I don't know. Take care of yourself, Grandpa. I'm not like that at Sheesh. all. None of that is true. And quite frankly, <laughs> I'm getting sick of this. The amount of grief I've been receiving. It's one thing what? when I get it from Maura on a daily basis. Your glasses okay. are right there. They're I know right where my glasses are. All right. Justin, you're <laughs> off the hook. You're fine. You Where's your charging cord for my computer? I don't know. Now my computer's dead. I don't have a charging cord. And then you order a London Fog tea and Shannon roasts you for it when she shows up. I don't like coffee. <laughs> Was this a good idea to be together this week? Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently, uh, it wasn't a good idea at all. Jared Kelnick's going to come on and roast you, too. Well, that won't be hard. He did that last year with his little courtesy laugh that he gave. Oh, yeah. I forgot about So, yeah. No, you know what? All right. Thankfully. Thankfully. No thanks to any of the three of you or Shannon. Thankfully. I'm in my happy place here. Yes, you are. I love it here. You are the most giddy person here. I have been giddy since Thursday when I arrived. I got to see my college buddies, and nothing makes me happier than that. And then I've been around baseball and in the sunshine and everything that comes with spring training. So no matter how much unfair grief you guys give me, you will not bring me down. Good. Because I am in my happy place, (laughs) and I will keep telling myself that over and over again. Well, I am a little bit, too, because just watching these coaches, watching Dan Wilson, you you said earlier, work with these catchers on just the the, the most – Subtle little fundamentals that are game changers. Watching Perry Hill here, you know, work with with a number of these players and just the details, you are reminded when we watch on TV as fans, right, and we take in the game that used to be three hours. Well, now it's two and a half hours. But when we take in the game as a fan, we watch these at-bats, we watch these pitches, we forget about all of this. And as you, you know, the work behind the scenes. Yes, and as you know, as a son of a coach like I am, that this is what my upbringing was. This is what my dad did. This is what my dad did all summer, like just coaching and developing and growing players. And to watch these coaches get to work, uh, to watch the seriousness, frankly, of Scott Service, 
right? And, and it's one thing to see him in our building. It's one thing to spend time with him in the offseason. But when it's time now as the manager of this franchise with expectations this year and to watch him in this building and watch him yesterday in that dugout yeah. as closely as we did, go to work. And no, it is, it is go well, time now. And understand that whatever intensity you're getting here is still probably half of what once the regular season starts. Yep. I, I mean, this is still happy-go-lucky time for most managers. I agree with you. Scott does seem a little serious this year. Mm-hmm. He seems like he's got a little bit of a game face on this year, and and uh, that's probably by design. I mean, Scott's a pretty purposeful guy, yep, right? And if, and if that's sort of the mode he's in, it's got to be sort of letting the team know that that's kind of where they've got to be as well. Not that they shouldn't be having fun, and they're still doing their team meetings, and guys are going off to country western God knows what, and horseback mm-hmm. riding, wherever they're stuff it is he sends them off to do but i i notice a little bit of a game face i think you're right about that and i'm guessing that is hey this is a phrase i was i was toying with last year brock or last week when you were gone Mm -hmm. the mission is incomplete yep their mission is still incomplete And, and i think you get some of that sense from scott that he's sort of working on trying to you know, get to that next step, which is exactly where they should be. I'll tell you what. You want to do something? We don't have Jared yet, but he's supposedly on his way. Okay. You want to you want to rip I'm through good. a quick blue eighty eight now, yes. and then when Jared sits down, yep. we'll kind of go. And if we got an audible question too, and, yeah. he, and he pops over here, we'll, we'll just do that. We'll just do it, or we'll yeah. ask three. Hey! Hey! Blue eighty eight. Blue eighty eight. We take you to the field as Brock Heward breaks down three football questions as only he can. Now here's your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. All right, as we shift on the fly while we wait for Jared, it's apparently on his way. Question one, Brock. You buy in the Jets' interest in Geno Smith, which Albert Breer put out yesterday? Uh, no, zero zip zilch. Really? None. I don't think they're in any reality can I see him... Wanting to go back to that organization, an organization that is still highly dysfunctional. I know they've got an excellent defense, and by defensive efficiency metrics, maybe even one of the top five in the game. And it's not the same people. It's not the same GM. It's not the same head coach, but it's the same organization. It's the same dysfunctional organization. It's in a division with Josh Allen in Buffalo. It's in a division with Tua in Miami. It's a division with still Bill Belichick. I don't think in any realm or possibility. Uh, and, and frankly, you know, when they want a star on Broadway, they want Aaron Rodgers, right? I think they're going to go all in for Aaron Rodgers. I think Nathaniel Hackett was hired as an offensive coordinator for a reason, much like he was hired in Denver for a reason. I just, I don't see Came that out of fit. the darkness retreat and wants to stay in Green Bay. I don't see, I don't see that fit for Geno on Broadway. All right, question number two. Good job by his agent. Good job to drum up a little headline. I mean, yeah, you should try to drum up some more, too. Uh, as you watch the combine, and specifically the defensive linemen this week, we know we're not going to get to see Tyree Wilson do much more than bench. Yep. But who else will you be watching? Yeah, let me give you a, a few names here. That, they're going to be the first group that goes out on Thursday. And you've seen this name, Keon White. A lot of the draft Nick guys really like him. The senior Bowl, Jim Nagy down there at the Senior Bowl, fell in love with his athleticism. You know, Georgia Tech has not been very good, right? They have not been front and center for a while in the ACC, and and he's a little bit of a late bloomer, but, man, has he got traits. Does he have some traits? Uh, he's, he's a traitsy, explosive, bendy, run down the field, get after the quarterback, 
Is there as much production over time that you'd love to see? Maybe not necessarily, uh, but keep a, an eye on Keon White. He jumped up to 15 at the, on, on Daniel Jeremiah's top 50. He jumped all the way up to number 15. Then there's an undersized D tackle out of Pittsburgh. You ever heard that before? An undersized six foot, sounds kind of familiar, 280 pounder out, like out of Pitt that doesn't have the length, doesn't have the arms, doesn't have some of the stuff to play the run, but all he does is destroy things on contact. Uh, his name is Kansi's uh, last name. Can you get a little closer to that phone? Um, it Here. is Kalijah. There you go. Take the readers out. Kalijah, get the readers out. Elijah Kansi. Keep an eye on those two. And then uh, there's a linebacker the next day out of, he's kind of a linebacker DN, Nolan Smith out of Georgia. He's another guy. He banged up this year. There may be some great value with him. There's going to be some dudes, I guarantee you, that are going to run and jump in ways that will wow and overwhelm people. Uh, there's a few, especially on the D-line front seven, to keep an eye on. All right, question number three. All right, well, we know that Fox and ESPN and CBS aren't particularly interested at the moment in the Pac-12. Yeah. So... <laughs> What's, I mean, we talked about Ion yesterday. What is keeping this from getting done? Well, uh, there was a little report out of Yahoo that said, well, hold on just a second, that maybe this Big Ten expansion mm-hmm. isn't over. That as we look at it and we sit here and say, come on, George, come on, Merton, come on, Pac, come on, Conference, get this thing done. Get, get a right deal done. And they continue to say very confidently that their 10 members, Mike, have an agreement that the 10 members understand one another and understand the role that they each play and understand where they are in the pecking order and ultimately will get a deal done. Maybe why it hasn't happened with the calendar turning to March 1 yesterday is because that old Big Ten continues to look at Oregon and look at Washington and look at Stanford and say, hey, what do you guys think? What, what do you what, what do you think? You, you think you want to do that deal on Ion? You think you want to go do that deal on Apple? You think you want to stream? Or do you think you want to, uh, you know, find a way to, to to land in our conference still? So I, I don't know. I, I don't have definitive news on that. I don't have definitive information. But when something is not getting done, right, and it's not getting done, and it's not getting done, that just tells me behind the scenes there's probably more to the story than we know. Well, that is today's uh, Blue 88, a little uh, early version of Blue 88, uh, as we uh, seem like we're having a little miscommunication here with uh, with Jared. I'm sorry, Brock. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I know. This is sort I just, of... I kind of felt it. I mean, the first one we understood, the yeah. player meeting. I don't yeah. know what's going on today, but we will uh, see if we can get that figured out here over the course of uh, the next few minutes as... Uh, as we kind of go from there, we're, we're, I'm not sure exactly what's going on now. We got dudes in towels. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's quite the scene it's, over here. It's spa day. There you go. <laughs> it's oh, spa day. You got a little hot tub that's in. exactly right. Yeah, I think that's a cold tank. I think that's what he's got. Oh, oh cold tank. the ice bath. All right. Uh, we see Ty France kind of walking by after every day. We see him in the cage for a I'm while, kind of doing his thing. Yeah, and, you're Ty's you know, guy. Working on being a professional. You're guy. Me? Yeah. You're I like Ty a lot. I'll tell you what. You do. You know, that's another story where, yes, last week I went kind of all in on how I was right now and everybody else was wrong. But the real story is Ty was hurt last year. Great. Thank God. I hope so. Thank yep. God. Yep. Because if that's the case, He's still Ty France. Right. And I did make that point. I mean, I, you know, I can sort of joke with you guys about how I was right and everybody else was wrong, like Shannon and Divish and Scott Service and everybody else. <laughs> but just, just to name a couple of people. Just a couple, just a couple people <laughs> who gave me a lot of grief last year about saying that Ty France actually had a hurt right. But whatever. I had eyes. That's all you really needed on this one. If he actually was hurt 
and that explains the fact that he was not Ty France last mm-hmm. two and a half months of the season. Mm-hmm. Thank God, because right. now you got your number three hitter back. You got your guy who all but carried you to the playoffs the year before. I mean, or I mean, like he he a really good hitter. He was an all star. For good reason. Correct. In the, in the numbers in the first half and the second half and after the All-Star game were pretty darn clear. Yeah, and you kind of want an, an answer for that. Is that the league adjusted? The, the league figured you out? You're not finding your barrels anymore? Or was it an elbow and a wrist that just didn't feel quite right? Was it an elbow and a wrist that did start to compromise his swing in ways where he was in protection mode rather than attack mode? Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to guess in an hour when the skipper, we're good on the skip, right? We should be good on the skipper. Nine o'clock. <laughs> yes. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. Maybe the fact that you keep ogling everybody is what? making it hard for us to get guys. I thought maybe Kelnick heard you talking about his, you know, power source. I thought maybe it was such a compelling interview with Brash that they were just <laughs> signing up. <laughs> I want to interview. I want to jump on. I want to jump on. I was thinking yesterday about um, about sort of a list of guys that you're not counting on this year that if they don't do anything will not be a problem for the Mariners. But if they do, ooh, that would make this year just a little bit extra intriguing. Kelnick is sort of on the border of that list because it would you kind of need something from him. It doesn't have to be everything. He doesn't have to carry this team, obviously. But you're looking for something out of Jared Kelnick because you're probably going to give him the first, you know, go at it out mm-hmm. in uh, out in in left field. But here's a couple other names that kind of jumped out to me: Evan White, who hit a home run yesterday. He's hit the ball and apparently been quite the story here in camp. He can play the outfield a little bit, as athletic as he is. He was a gold glove first baseman. They paid him some money. And you're not counting on him to probably make your opening day roster. He needs to play. Yep. It's been basically two years since yep. he's even been out there playing. The yeah, injury and COVID were not good for Evan White. They were not. But what if Evan White is the guy that they thought he was going to be? And he becomes your everyday first baseman. And Ty France becomes your everyday DH. All of a sudden... How much better is your roster? And oh, by the way, if A.J. Pollock doesn't work out, maybe he's the right-handed part of the platoon in left field. I mean, like, the number of ways you could slot in an Evan White, there are a lot of them. As you know, you never have to convince me of one thing. You never, ever, ever will have to convince me of one thing, and that is homegrown talent Mm. is the best talent. That when you are drafted by an organization, paid by an organization, believed in by an organization as a first-round pick, and then you get an extension, like old Larry Hills likes to say, man, nobody washes the car like the owner. And when it is, right, when you, when you are homegrown and it's your car and you, right, and you own it. This what? is basically turned into the Larry Hills. Pretty much. Uh, well, that's uh, what happens when show. I hang out with Gigi and Papa. I know. I'm staying with them overnight. I had a great dinner with them. But, yes, when your own guys, your own homegrown drafted talent pop, it just is, I, I think it, it provides that much more dividend. All right, let me give you another name. How about Casey Sadler? Guy that was hurt, missed all of last year. They DFA'd him. He was available to the rest of the league. They brought him back. So minor league deal, which means he's not on the 40-man roster. He's probably, for that reason, not going to make the opening day roster, would be my guess, especially because he's coming back and all that. They don't need Casey Sadler to be the player he was two years ago. They have a lot of depth in that bullpen. 
But what if he is? Yeah, and he's not as traitsy. He's not as quote unquote stuffy. Right? No. He doesn't have the stuff that some of these other but dudes he gets have. Guys out. But he's a pro. And he, we watched him yesterday just kind of go about his work and gets ground balls. Yeah, that right hand potentially throw multiple innings. That right hander we lost last year that we traded for Tay Oscar. He's got some Swanee to him. Not all the way. Maybe not quite the I don't stuff. He's going to have the lefty splits Correct. that Swanson did. Correct. But, but he's a pro. Yep. Okay. So. so there's another guy. Like, look, you're not counting on Casey Sadler. Nope. If he if he can't make it back, okay. But if he does, that'd be really nice. Uh, I'll put this guy's name on the list. Tom Murphy. They, they're counting on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you've got Cooper Hummel, who you've brought in to also play that position. I would submit that as much as, as Cal Raleigh is going to be your guy, and I'm really excited to see that he is starting today and going to catch Luis Castillo. Oh, that was also breaking news. We asked. Yes, him. that's true. Yeah. He did say he was in the lineup today. When the told us. Dumper walked by yes. moments ago. Yep. That was good news. We can confirm that. But, you know, that thumb was pretty well injured, and he had surgery on it, and it was really bothering him when he hit specifically right-handed. Well, what does Tom Murphy do? He hits right-handed. So uh, he's almost on the list of guys where you – kind of thinking you might need a little something from him. But I think the more you can play him and allow Cal to ease his way back in after the surgery and maybe take some of the pressure off that thumb, I just still have in the back of my head Joe Fan telling us that maybe that thumb is not quite as healthy as we've been led to believe. It's just kind of in the back of my mind as they've been slow with Cal to start the year. Dr. Shin. Uh, yeah, it's a Dr. Shin thing, right? So that guy, I don't trust that guy as far as I can throw him. And I would be a little slow. I would slow the roll just a little bit because I've seen some of the folks and, and hint at this via social media or other channels. Well, oh, what about Harry Ford? Oh, what gosh. A, no, 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 no. It, it just, just because Julio did it. Right, does not mean you're going to rush these guys yeah. through. Just because you have seen it before, I think you got to learn more valuable lessons with the Kelnicks and others that you need to give him time. And he is young. I yeah, mean, I don't. I don't think. I don't think you're going to be seeing Harry Ford at the big league level this year. No. Short of maybe some spectacular September call up or something like that. But you see him out there. Dude looks legit. Uh, He looks like an athlete. He moves like an athlete. I mean, you just, when he came into the game to catch the last couple innings last night or yesterday, it's like, oh, hello. How about that little play that he made? Just, you know, gets the ball in front and just. A little one, two, three, right? One, two, three double play. Yeah, it looked like a little, what Perry Hill does with his second baseman and shortstops. Uh, All right, I'll give you another name. You're not expecting anything from this guy. In fact, when I say his name, you might boo me. Boo this man. Boo. How dare you bring up this name of this guy who's been terrible in a Mariner uniform. And you'd be right. Bobby Ayala. You are not expecting (laughs) anything this year. Good. Out of Justice Sheffield. Oh. You probably didn't even realize he was back with the Mariners. Didn't they just release him? They did. And nobody wanted him in the entire league, even though he still had options left. Mm -hmm. So that's what the league thought. that He wasn't even Mm. worth a 40-man spot, Mm. let alone a 26-man roster spot. Mm. Tell you what, he's lost 8 or 10 pounds. Talked to him a little bit yesterday. He looks better. He does. He looks like he's in better shape. And we watched him throw a bullpen yesterday. He looked good. He's 26. He was popping the mid. He had good breaking stuff. I'm not telling you Justice Sheffield has figured it out because I don't know, and certainly not what he does in a bullpen down here in spring training. But that guy was once the highest-rated prospect on the first team. pick, yeah. And if he is able to, I'm not telling you he's going to figure it out. They don't need him to figure it out. Yep. But if he does, here's why it might matter. Off the top of your head, how many players participated in a game for the Mariners last year? Off the top of your head. 
Um, how many players did the Mariners use to get through the 2023 season? 46. No. That feels a little high. That feels high? Yeah. You think it's lower than that? I do. Okay, give me a guess. 45. 40. Oh, okay. Brock's, <laughs> Brock's breaking right. the under. I'm sure Moore is the only one who actually read my email yesterday, so she thinks that and the number is? 57. Oh, she didn't read it either. I did read it, but I don't remember the specific Last number. year, the Mariners used, according to baseball reference, 59 players Fake to get news. through the season. Fake I was going to say 57. See, I remember. We tend to, to focus on the top 10. <laughs> yep. We spend a lot of our time. 59? 59. At least that's what it said on baseball reference, unless I was reading it wrong, wow. which is not impossible. I read 59. Where did that rank in the league? Do I don't know? know. Okay, sorry. But 59, I didn't, I didn't do that much work. But I did look it up, and it said 59 oh. different players over the course of the year. Feels like 59. Yeah. I mean, it's more than double your major league roster. It's essentially a football team's worth right. of players. You have a 40-man roster? Well, I'd, I'd show you on my computer, but the darn thing is out of battery. So <laughs> well, you have to pull it up on your computer. And I'm sure, being the young man that you are, you have no problems getting to baseball reference and finding Well, I'm sure Luke Arkins, you're listening right now. I'm I sure Luke 59. will tweet us and let us know. Maybe I'm wrong. All right. But it's you a, are. You well, are. Guinness World Records says the Cubs set a MLB record by using 69 players in 2021. Yeah, so 59 is not out of, out of the question. It takes a, a We spend a lot of time talking about the one or two yep. guys, and they added Tay Oscar. Why didn't they get this one player? Yep. But Jerry DePoto and Justin Hollander, mm-hmm. they're not just thinking about the $25 million a year players. Nope. They're thinking about Justice Sheffield and Casey Sadler and Tom Murphy and Evan White and how much those guys can help them win yeah, this year yeah. because you're going to need them. Because yes. you know what? You lost two games last year because Steven D'Souza couldn't play. Yeah, that, right? that 40-man roster, that, that's the number. We get caught up on the 25. We get caught up on how many pitchers and how are they going to figure this one or two. They, that, that 40-man, and, and especially in the division you're in especially with who you've got to attack. And I know that Jerry and Scott don't look at it like, hey, we were 16 teams behind these guys, and you can certainly make that argument, and you can write that story well and that narrative that who and what you are once Luis came and once Julio emerged and once Cal emerged was a much more competitive team to Houston. But Houston, they've got a pretty good 40-man, too. Mm-hmm. Houston, they, they just keep rolling out dudes. Yes, they do. Yep. Yes, they do. And so, look, I don't worry about it when some guy without a num- you know name on the back of his jersey gets lit up yesterday. That's okay. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to make it. But when your depth becomes a concern, take note. Because it's going to take a lot more than the opening day roster in order for this team to get to where it wants to go. You know who knows that better than anybody? The great Shannon Dreyer. And she'll join us next. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710seattlesports.com.